1: And welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong, starring two people who have never been wrong about anything in their
0: lives. This is a fact. You can look it up. Just Google me and it's there.
1: It is. It's on Miriam Webster. Mm-hmm. Who is Miriam Webster? Well, I feel like you actually might know the answer. <laughs> or are you gonna make it up?
0: No, um, because I have to use it when I direct audiobooks, I have to use Miriam Webster because they have the correct pronunciations for things. Mm-hmm. And it's the only one I'm allowed to use. People get flack because maybe this would be my hot take. They get what? People, like, get mad that they are constantly adding words to the dictionary. The f- but that's how, like, language evolves. You can't not add words to the dictionary that are quote-unquote new because every word was new at some point.
1: Also, like, anytime people have that kind of take... I'm like, give me your running water and your cell phone. Right. Like, shit in a bucket, bitch. Like, what the, like, where does this end? It does seem like it usually does happen with, like, the Gen X and up generations of being like, oh, no, no, things were so much better back in the day. Like, this, all this newfangled stuff. Just say your thumbs are too big for an iPhone and you need glasses. Just say that, you know? Yeah. Boomers, Gen X, it's like... As soon as, like, their brain maxed out at, like, what they decided they wanted to learn, then they were like, no new more things. I would like to keep everything that I have and I like, but no new, no more things than this. I don't know. Just, like, embrace being old and crotchety. Like, go for it.
0: I know. I'll embrace it.
1: Are you going to be old and crotchety?
0: Mm, Probably not crotchety, but one of those people that just, you know, speaks their mind. My favorite old and crotchety character on television from uh, Days of Our Oh, my God. Played by Jennifer Aniston's dad. He plays the most grumpiest old man that runs a company and just, like, talks shit about everybody. Does he use the Greek name or does he use Aniston, too? He uses Aniston, but he's also Greek on the show. Mm. So his name is Kyriakos. I went
1: to school with a kid named Kyriakos. Mm. And Adonis. We called him Adoni. Shout out to Adoni. I wonder what he's doing. He took caffeine pills one time in
0: like, did he say <laughs> high school? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so. I'm so scared. You probably don't get that reference. What the fuck. So there's an episode of Saved by the Bell where Jesse was on caffeine pills. And she was being real... Well, they wrote it as speed, but then NBC was like, no, this is a Saturday morning show. (laughs) So we gotta change it to... We gotta change it to... just some high schooler, just speed. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's a classic episode. Anyone my age would get the reference.
1: I absolutely love TV shows that are like Mm message-driven. And more specifically, ones that are half-hour- and for younger, so they have to, like, start it and end it within, like, 26 yes. minutes. Yeah. So they're, like, Lizzie McGuire, the eating disorder storyline, she has an eating disorder for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. But actually, no, in the, it's, like, 26 minutes. There are so many of them that, yeah. like, alcoholism, mm-hmm. drug addiction,
0: and then it never comes back up ever again. Yeah. On Saved by the Bell, they also had a weed episode. Ooh. And they ganja. were, like, passing the weed around but it was like this band that had come to do a PSA at their school about <gasps> weed until they were hypocrites.
1: Whoa, double whammy. Yeah. You're smoking the ganja you're hypocrite.
0: And then they had a saying that says, there's no hope with dope. Shut the
1: <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> that is so weird. Well, this is But Am I Wrong, where we are going to go through our own lives say things that we have gone through recently or things that we've come across. We're going to decide if we are right or if we're wrong, then you're going to go vote on Instagram. And then we're going to do the same thing for all of you. You sent your email submissions. We're going to read them. And then we'll talk about some topical things in the news. Fair fucking warning. The news
0: is dry. It's so slow. It's like I'm done talking about politics because I've done that for the last few episodes. Well, actually, I'm not because mine is... That yeah, I'm doing that it is, is specific, it like, is specific real po- politics, so never mind. I was trying to find a fun one. I will say that. Same. I was trying to find like a fun one. I was one. looking on People magazine. There's Buzz just nothing. Feed. There's nothing. There's not. And we are
1: pre-recording like banking episodes because um Melissa's, we're both going away for the holidays. And so anything that is like supremely topical right now and kind of like stupid and lighthearted is going to be so fucking dumb and irrelevant in a couple days. So by the time that this would come out. So that being said, we are also not able to read you all the results of the previous episode because we haven't posted done, it, post yet. it yet.
0: It'll be posted tomorrow. So. so
1: just head on over to the Instagram by dot Megan dot and dot Melissa is our Instagram Head on over there. If you just look on the highlights, you will be able to see the results and what they are Mm -hmm. for it.
0: Okay, guys. So this is now our section of But Am I Wrong? And this is where we either share experiences from our own lives or we have a hot take. Yes. And here's my hot take. I've kind of had a similar hot take before, but the other day, Instagram announced that you can now do like live shows and sell stuff and like so QVC? Yes. So they're becoming <laughs> QVC. Like That's so obvious. QVC. That's so obvious. And it's so dumb. But then I'm also like, what can I sell? <laughs> yeah, no, can I don't try. But I'm if... trying to sell this massage chair and a couple bar stools and mood. Yeah. I know. And uh that exercise Like... Yeah. So dude,
1: how I don't know how the fuck you're gonna get that massage. Like that. That's a doozy. I know. The concept of you, like, I still haven't even sold a fucking rug that I have. I know. And, like, you have to sell a whole massage chair. Mm-hmm. Who's, who is the target demographic besides you? Old people. But what if they can't get out of it? Oh, it
0: moves. Oh. Like, it sits straight oh. up to let you out. Like that bed on. <laughs> yeah. Like my bed. You have. Yeah. I- you didn't know my bed. Was adjustable. You're fucking... None of this should surprise <laughs> it me. It must. It vibrates. I told you this because you had. I told you it would help with. I thought it would help with your cramps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But that back cut, to I cut you off. QVC, Instagram. Why? If y'all want to do all this sell stuff on Instagram, make a new app. Just make a new app. Mm-hmm. A separate app. I know they tried to make a separate one with. Reels, it didn't work because no one was just leaving and using it. Yeah. But let Instagram be Instagram. I've already had that hot take before, but I'm just reinvigorated with QVC Instagram.
1: Or at least, like, you have Facebook. Nobody likes it. Take that over. Which is
0: one reason why they did meta because... Yeah. Because they feel like Facebook... I saw an article that that's one of the reasons why they made the name is because... Facebook has a bad reputation. So yes, actually, Facebook makes more sense. Way more because sense. Because the old people are over there. And the fucking groups when people used to sell like row yeah. leggings and shit. Yes. Like that's already a platform
1: where people sell shit. Facebook marketplace. Mm-hmm. Like it makes way more fucking sense. Yes. I also just think that the name Meta is such a bad choice that I think whoever suggested it was like the call is coming within inside, inside the house. They're trying to take it down. Because like what is creepier? Than Meta. I know.
0: Oh, my God. I also just think of Meta World Peace.
1: Oh, I think of, like, the Metaverse.
0: Yeah, that too. But if you see me selling something on there, don't judge me. But I hate it.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, the game sucks, but sometimes we have to play the game. Yeah. Would I prefer it to be a different game? Yes. Mm -hmm. But am I going to have to utilize it? Yes. Right. Okay. So, my situation... Real life or fake life? It's my TikTok, so it's my real life. Or is it my fake life? Okay, so there is this TikTok account called the VIP list. And they are insufferable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like the only words I have for it. And I made a joke. Again, I repeat a joke. Mm -hmm. Like everyone says on TikTok, I had no intention of this blowing up. Mm -hmm. So the video starts with, if the grilled cheese doesn't come with truffle and orgasmic cheese pull, it's going straight in the trash. But it's read like, if the grilled cheese doesn't have truffle and a orgasmic cheese pull, it's going straight in the trash. And their videos are, (laughs) the term I like to use is aggressive classism. Like they just yell at you and call you poor basically, but in not so many words. And so I made a Stitch video where I said, I'm a woman who sports other women, but sometimes they make it really fucking hard. And is that funny? Yes, that is incredibly funny. I think it's fucking hilarious. But the thing that like is killing me, I think that calling out people who are like absolutely classist, also they're like very, very wealthy. And like, there's no doubt in my mind that they are like conservative, but so much of their stuff is like so wildly classist, but they got made fun of for their voices and all of that. And, like, there are, I don't know, it's just, like, a hard thing when, like, People are critical of women. Oh, take it in mind. Anytime any man has gone in my comments being like, yeah, I hate them. I'm like, no, you're blocked. This is, no, no, no. This is is white women on white women crime. Like, this is my lane. And if you come in here talking shit on these women, then I'm going to have to fucking defend them. And I don't want to do that. And like, that's how I feel about them. But the thing that's driving me fucking crazy, people who are famous for being trolls, like those are people I'm not like a fan of. And I don't like, I'm not like endorsing anything that they do. But like, at a certain point, they lean into said character and like do the thing, and they really go all out or whatever. And it's like, okay, you're doing that, whatever. But there is something like that's one thing to do that, but it's another thing to like quote unquote like play a character and then be upset when people are reacting to right. like what
0: you're doing. Like for it, that guy. Yes. Yes. If he was out of character and was mad at people being mad at him, then Sasha Baron Cohen. Then yes. that would be what you're saying yes
1: i mean someone who is like putting on a character mm-hmm. and so that's what they got a lot of hate when they first started their account because of their voices and the classism and being annoying a portion of it was like not warranted lot other portions were warranted and so they have titled this and used the hashtag on everything that their account is satire the amount of people who've gotten my comments defending these girls being like it's just satire first of all Define satire. Quickly. Right. Come on. You have no idea what this means. Neither do they— Like, they don't either. And my issue with them is I'm like, they also then got mad at me and, like, commented on the, on my video being like, I can't believe, like, grilled cheese would, like, make you, like, so pressed. Like, why are you so mad? And I'm like, I thought that you said, I don't believe you, that these are characters. Like,
0: this right. is all satire. And if it's satire and it's supposed to elicit and a reaction or— a... If this was satire— then their response would have played into it and they're not playing into it. That would be thing. specifically
1: like, and that would be a f- aspect of satire, but if it was satire, they would be like socialists and like they wouldn't actually be like, right. you can't live, your life is not satire. Like yeah. you can't like live your life and go in like to these restaurants. You're not, ironically, going to a, a fancy restaurant and eating Wagyu beef. You're eating the Wagyu beef. It happened. You're doing it. right. A better,
0: I think uh, an example of satire to go along with this would be like, there's this one girl and I don't know her name on Instagram, but she, I mean, on TikTok and she never shows her face, but she she talks in the same way that that they do. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just made my boyfriend this. It is so healthy. And she like washes the color off Mm M&M's and then says, now like it's lost calories and it's so healthy. Like that's satire.
1: Yeah. And like it can be like a parody and like satire in the sense that like satire requires, which someone was like, no, it doesn't. I was like, that's literally the definition of satire. Like satire requires some sort of commentary, like political or social Mm -hmm. commentary. And so like when people do that, like if they were doing this, like really uh, like rich, elite, bougie characters and like, they're eating actually like incredibly affordable food and they're Mm -hmm. like eating like dollar menu McDonald's kind of things or if they're going to kind of like be like camera undercover to like expose how people are treated differently when they're Mm -hmm. this wealthy versus not and like all of that and so they just keep defending like they keep saying that it's satire and it's characters and like they do everything that they're doing on purpose but then simultaneously get upset when people react right. in the way that they say that they, they do this to get this reaction, they're very upset about it. But now I am, who knows by the time this episode of Up is up, if this sound that I've created will still be on TikTok because I might fucking take it down. So two people have used it to like describe, just use it to be like incredibly misogynistic. Mm. And so I might, so then I changed the audio title to Yeetus the Fetus to hopefully
0: oh. deter them. Do you think they'll even get it though?
1: So I thought about that, but I was told that if I make it, like, I love abortion, it might get taken down. So, you know, we will see. I just think that, like, the idea that, like, we can't call other women out for being, like, classist. Like, not for having annoying voices. Here's the thing. You don't have to like women. Like, I mean, not all women. You don't have to like all women. Like, there can be people who piss you off all the time. But, like, woman to woman, yeah. You know, it's the call-in versus Mm call-out sort of thing. Did I call them in? No. But did I call them out because they're women? No, I called them out because it's classist. But the amount of people who, like, did not understand that, I also have to remember that some people, TikTok, like, they don't get it. It's because my caption of the video was, they definitely would have made fun of me for having fake Uggs. Uh-huh. And people were like, I don't know where you're getting classes from. And I go, well, they say if the grilled cheese doesn't have truffle, that it should be thrown in the trash. And like, so there's an other one that's like ridiculous. So, you know, it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't think everything I did was wrong. I think everything I did was funny. I don't think everything I did was right. But again, I think think everything I did was funny.
0: I think everything you did was you started out as a joke and then people got too serious about it. And then it turned into.
1: And the amount of people like lecturing me on feminism being like, feminism is not about like having to like all women. I'm like, I know. This is, a tr- this is a joke, and it's a very funny joke, and I'm so sad for you and your humor that, like, you had to intellectualize this moment, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Yeah.
1: But, yeah, that's it. Also, I'm just going to say it. I could tell you all about how much money estimated people are making on social media and stuff. Like, these people, they're not. Like, they're not making enough money to cover their lives and, like, this whole, like, look, we're being so successful stuff. Like they're like private playing girlies. Tell me those girls did not
0: vote for Trump. They look like Fox News girls,
1: literally. You cannot tell me that that what part of this is satire. I also just think that, like, for the sake of them, I'm like, just stop calling it satire. You're using the word incorrectly. And, like it looks really stupid. Um And then also, if this is hurting your feelings, and I, like mean this in the least shady way possible. If it's hurting your feelings, what people are saying, you don't have to lean into being the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't do that. Everybody loves like a comeback. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right.
0: Next part. Next part. So This next part is called, but are you wrong? Yep. And that's where we read things that you listeners have written in. And then we make our own judgment. And then you guys vote on it on the Instagram.
1: And then we send some of you. We send half of you to the guillotine.
0: <laughs> chop.
1: Chop, chop. Okay. I'm a 23-year-old female, pronouns she, her, and I'm married to my 23-year-old husband, pronouns he, him. My mother-in-law is very attached to her son, my husband, and constantly reminds him of how little he comes home, despite us living an hour and 20 minutes away, and him working every day besides weekends. He tells me he does not like going home every weekend because he wants to spend time at home relaxing, not driving, and having to stretch himself thin with a large family. She has two other siblings living at home, age 20 and 16, and claims he doesn't call them often. She posts on social media and reposts emotional TikToks to guilt trip him whenever she can. I should preface that my husband is in the military, big shock on the early marriage, LOL, and works every day as a medic and is often exhausted. I saw a funny TikTok about how moms were attached to their sons, and then I wrote a post on how your kids don't owe you anything and it's wrong to idolize them and not see them as individuals. I then wrote a post reminding my followers that I'm not trying to mom bash, but it triggers me seeing this since the relationship my dad and my grandma had and this caused my family to break up. She got super pissed at me and called my husband saying that I am a disrespectful bitch for getting involved in their life and told me to get my head out of my fat ass. What the fuck? She also texted my mom and told her that I'm disrespectful and added that I'm jealous of her and her son. Disgusting. My mom reminded her that moms who are overly attached to their sons is one of the main reasons for my parents' divorce and reminded her that it was a big source of trauma for me. My mother-in-law said that this is not true, invalidating my trauma. She texted my husband today saying that I am a domestic abuser who manipulates my husband into not calling or seeing his family. This has been an issue ever since he left home and has been in relationships. His previous relationships have also been attacked by the same assumption that girlfriends were trying to keep him from his family. My husband has been amazing and has defended me completely, even going as far as cussing his mother out. We have both stopped responding to her, though she keeps on sending us messages and posting on social media complaining. I understand I started this by posting a shady post about overly attached boy moms, but my question is, am I in the wrong? Should I have made it that my mother-in-law couldn't see the post? I knew she could see it, and I didn't care because there are multiple boy moms on my page who I felt it could apply to. It was not for her directly, but I understood that she could see that, and she felt that it was wrong for me to do so. All of the comments she made aside, I still feel guilty for starting this fiasco. Please let me know your opinion. I love you guys, and I love the podcast. Oh, my God. This is definition of emotional incest.
0: I know. I know. I know you said that you didn't post this for her. This is but safe I, place. I know you did. Yeah, this is we safe know place. That we, you did.
1: Here's the thing. You did mm-hmm. and you should have. You should that have. Was the and right you were thing in the to right do.
0: thing. You did the right thing. And
1: I would have thought this was the right thing if you hid your story from every single person besides her.
0: Yeah. Like so she was the only one who saw that. Still in the right. And she saw it and she felt guilty enough. To think it was about her. Mm -hmm. So therefore, she knows how she acts. She's just a bitch. What the fuck? You're jealous?
1: When a mother says, like, to the girl, you are jealous of me and my son. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You sucking his dick, bitch? Disgusting. Disgusting. You are so not in the wrong at all. I mean, I think that, like, probably the reason why, like, you feel guilty for, like, just like take away the idea that you started this you didn't she started mm-hmm. this like there was no you responded you had a natural emotion like a natural response to like her fucking shit yeah
0: and your mom good on your mom Dude, too. yeah and then her even calling your mom was so childish
1: also can you just imagine like be her the mom being like well you know that's actually a big reason why me and my ex-husband got divorced mm-hmm. there's a lot of trauma for her another woman going no it's not and she's like i'm sorry we're, what, were you there? Mm-hmm. Great on your husband for like calling her out and like all of that shit. But like, I mean, this has always been there. Yeah. She needs
0: help. It's not your fault. You're not wrong. You did the right thing. I I want to come up with a list of other things you can
1: do. True. I know. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I think you should be, you and him should be like no contact with her. Yeah. You know what you could always do is you could always do the comment section of those like really creepy boy mom tiktoks Mm -hmm. you could just like reverse it so when the people are like yeah my mother-in-law like kisses my husband on the lips and maintains eye contact with me you could do that to your husband in front of her (laughs) like you could just like switch the role reversal or like at this point like i'm kind of wondering like in these situations i'm too much i know this about myself i would be like i would literally to her be like i'm sorry do you want to have sex with your son because like what the fuck do you respond to that
0: i would ask her specifically what am i jealous of well, How Clark. close you are? I have sex with him. He How close in... are you?
1: He comes inside of mm-hmm. me. Has he ever come inside of you, Karen? I think I think I'm a little closer.
0: And then I... she'll be like, "Well, he was inside of me. He was inside of you."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Feels a little creepy. Oh, boy, moms are an epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and again, for the hundredth fucking time that we bring this up, there are mothers of sons Mm -hmm. mothers of babies with penises there are so many other descriptors and then there's a specific subset of boy moms
0: again this is not all moms (laughs) this is
1: not all moms but if you are really personally offended by this statement yes this this is is about you this is you (laughs) this is about you i hate it it's my biggest fear it's like i just think it happens here's what i think is going to happen to me in my life i've talked so much shit on how much i think twins are creepy I'm going to have twins. That's what's going to happen.
0: Twins running your family?
1: No, but if I have any fertility issues, Oh, that's then, right,
0: right, 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 right. Yeah.
1: I told you this before, and you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, shit. Like, it potentially. So you get the the sex of the baby is determined by the, like, sperm. sperm. Mm-hmm. And so Mata's side of the family, all fucking boys. Like, his dad's side, all fucking boys. Like, there, I don't know if there was a girl ever at any point. And so, like, it's just all boys. And so I was like looking into it because I was like, is this like an avoidable thing? Because like it seems to happen. But they say that the trigger for that is like a poor marriage because you make your son the stand-in husband. And that's why they say like focus on your marriage and having a good relationship and like not being married to like a deadbeat piece of shit Mm -hmm. guy who's like not helping out and not doing anything. And you have to do absolutely everything. And if you resent your husband, then you
0: idolize your son. They take the place. So, but here's some hope for you, though. My dad said he has two sisters out of nine siblings. My mom side, two girls out of seven. And then all oh, y'all, we're all girls. Okay. And then Melanie and Megan both have one boy. So
1: it makes you feel a bit, a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here's one. Hey, Megan and Melissa. My question is, am I wrong for not understanding why my boyfriend is extremely upset with me? So after this conversation, mid-November, we went on a break into the new year, which my therapist agrees is too long. Basically, he was upset, felt left alone because it took me four days to visit him after he had a small surgery. I wanted to drive him home afterwards, but he had to stay overnight, and I worked the next day, so that couldn't happen. He didn't feel like it was his job to tell me that I should have come to see him sooner. I would have been there sooner if he told me that's what he needed, but he didn't. The break is because of multiple reasons, but this was the breaking point for him. Also, boyfriend is 26, cis male, he him, and I am 25, cis female, she her, and we've been dating for 3.5 years and live in Germany. Love the podcast and hope to hear your take on this. Oof! I would be so fucking mad. Yeah, I would be mad, too. I think you're wrong in this situation. Yeah. Especially even if you break or not, you're, you're together for three and a half years. And like you're originally supposed to pick him up from yeah. surgery and then
1: you weren't going to be able to do that. And so then instead, I'm just going to hold out and you didn't ask me to come like that. Mm, no, like... There are, like, asking for certain needs or whatever. Like, you know, you can't expect people to give you things if you don't ask. But, like, this is not one of those situations. Like, that stuff applies to, like, well, I didn't know that that's what you wanted from me. It's like. But it's a surgery. It's. Yeah. And he shouldn't have to tell you that, especially three and a half years in. I would be extremely, extremely hurt, too. Yeah, like, I was mad at Mott's when, like, I got LASIK and he, like, went to go golf the next day. And I was like, well, I can't fucking look at my phone. Like, and I didn't necessarily know that that's how bad it, like, how much I was Mm going to need help. And he didn't either. But I was pit. Like, I was like, no, you should have just, like, fuck it. You should have stayed and we should have figured, like, realized that, like, you know, just in case. Even if I thought it would be fine. Mm -hmm. Not that I, like, I didn't know what it was going to be. Like, you should have stayed. But I can't imagine, like, being, and also just. The, the, the specific statement of well if
0: it implying well if it was a big surgery I would have come but it was just a small surgery yeah it shouldn't have taken you four days to visit him after surgery no matter what no also you were on a break but you agreed the length of the break so you still knew that you were together right I guess because they said it would the break would be until the new the year. New year. So, it wasn't like you guys were like on a break just to figure things out. Like, you have an end point for this break.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think truthfully, if you can't even after this understand why he was upset and like feel a lot of remorse for this, I don't think you should get back together. Yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't feel like I can count on you, you know?
0: I'm curious as to what your therapist said about
1: this. Also, the time that you're spending on the break should be like understanding where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. So, you can like actually give a heartfelt apology. So, I hope that that's like comes with this time
0: but yeah i'd be so bad yeah i think you're wrong sorry all right we're gonna take a break and we'll be back in a few moments Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners,
0: beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration, equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more, but um, I
1: back from a break we're getting to the rest of this so for this next one there's a trigger warning for sexual assault and rape hi megan and melissa i'm a 23 year old female she her and i'm engaged to a 27 year old male he him we have been engaged since august five months ago my fiance's sister she her came to us and told us she was uncomfortable with my fiance's best man in our wedding my fiance and this man have been friends since elementary school keep in mind When she was 12 and he was 16, 17, he made advances towards her, attempted three times to put his hand up her leg each time she moved his hand away and told him no. Also keep in mind, he did this with my fiancé in the same room as them. He was watching TV with them when it took place. I should say that my fiancé's sister made sure we knew that she was okay with whatever choice to keep him or not, but she felt like she needed to say something in case she seemed off or felt like she needed to leave our wedding. When we found this out, I had a very strong reaction. When I was 14, I was raped by a 17-year-old. So when I heard what he did to her, I was just disgusted. I'll be the first to admit that I'm very sensitive about sexual assault, so I tend to feel or react first and then think later. I told my fiancé I didn't feel comfortable with him being in our wedding or attending it. We are less than two months away from our wedding and I feel guilty. My fiancé was nothing but supportive and understanding about me being uncomfortable with him and he is no longer friends with this person. Am I wrong for telling him I didn't want his friend to be part of our wedding? Thanks in advance.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. Not to tell you that you have no reason to feel guilty, but like, your fiance is also no longer friends with him. Mm-hmm. Like that is the the right response on both of your parts, and like you don't need to justify your reaction. You know I mean, you don't have right. to justify like the your reaction. Like this is the conclusion I would have come to whether I reacted first, felt first, or thought first. Mm-hmm. Like that is the correct way to go about this and your fiance's response was also the correct response and yeah not wrong at all yeah that one's pretty simple <sighs> pretty fucking simple and you shouldn't feel guilty not at all i just want to say the guillotine all the time but anytime there's a <laughs> horrible one i'm like the guillotine the guillotine. The guillotine okay
0: excellent i am an 18 year old who uses he him pronouns and I am writing about whether I am playing an ethical role in a fight ghosting situation going on between my two friends. For context, the two other people in the situation are 18 and use she, her pronouns. We can call my one friend Amy and my other friend Kayla. I am really close with both of them, and the three of us have shared a friendship for a while, but there have been some on and off tensions between Amy and Kayla for a while now. About a week ago, the two of them made plans for a really nice dinner with their two other friends, but Amy canceled at the last minute. Kayla told Amy how upset she was by this, and Amy saw this as a final push over the edge to break things off after having some occasional tensions for quite some time. In the moment, Kayla expressed that it felt like Amy did not care about their friendship, and Amy said she had been feeling antagonized for a while because Kayla tends to exaggerate her feelings of discontent when issues come up. Amy ghosted Kayla and then they separately came to me for emotional support. I understand that my position can become really unethical really quick and I do not think that one of them is more right or wrong than the other because of how the communication throughout this conflict was not executed well. But am I wrong for wanting to emotionally support both of them independently? I have promised myself not to be the one relaying information between the two, and while I have not told either person anything the other has told me in confidence, I do not know if I am morally obligated to pick a side or to remove myself from the situation completely. It was beautifully worded. Yeah, it really was. Well written, You get a sparkly diamond. Sparkly diamond. I
1: don't think you're wrong. I think you're a little naive.
0: I think that as much as you try to be the referee and try to be fair and balanced, I don't think you can be in giving either one of them information because you're going to take what the other has already told you and use that as the information to as a way to inform them of other things and playing monkey in the middle ugh, it's at some point it's going to get really messy really quick
1: yeah and even potentially not even on your own accord of them just being like i don't feel like i can confide in you and trust mm-hmm. you because like you're still friends with this person or you're still talking about it like i think that like in an ideal world yes this would be great right. but like I think you're also probably someone who they are going to because they know that you are still talking to the other one. And then it becomes the, even though you're not relaying information that they're saying, what they're saying to you is a way to like paint the other person a really bad light Uh to get you to come to their side. Like, it just becomes this like whole like ordeal. And that doesn't mean that you have to pick a side though. Here's the thing. Truly, I think deep down you should really reflect and see if you do have a side that you that you agree with. And that doesn't have to change your friendship with like anyone. But like, I've had this where like, I've had friends who have like been in the wrong and I've had to be like, you know what? I do think what you said was kind of out of line and that really sucks and I care about you. And I think that like, that's out of character for you. And I like, obviously think that some things that they have done and that, like saying like where you can be on that side, but being like, I am not comfortable being in the middle of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you just have to kind of remove yourself from... Said situation, and you can maintain a friendship with both of them, potentially, however long it is. If their friendship never mends itself, I doubt one of them is going to be cool maintaining a friendship with you when they felt so badly, like slighted and hurt by the other one, Mm -hmm. that you would still be friends with them. Yeah.
0: I would be honest with both of them about your feelings, what Megan just said, and then also just say, hey, I can't talk to you about this anymore.
1: From what we've heard, who do you think is wrong of Amy or Kayla? Personally, from everything that you've said, I think Amy's at fault
0: and I would be team Kayla.
1: But that's just from the information that we have.
0: Yeah. I mean, just from what we have, I agree with you. Right. But I feel like there's more to it. I
1: definitely think there's way more to it. If you can't pick a side, then you can't be involved in the situation at all. Mm -hmm. Like you either pick a side. And you stick there, be there to, for them to vent and, like, talk through all that. Or you don't pick a side and then you're like, I can't be here for these conversations. Yep. Now it is time for But Are They Wrong, a.k.a. Rachel of the Week. As we said, in the words of you from a wonderful quote from a previous episode that I will never forget, Slim Pickens of the Dickens, <laughs> there is not an exorbitant amount for us to choose from. But don't skip ahead if you're like Megan. You've already talked about this. This is slightly different. This is uh, about this TikTok from J P R E S T T T on TikTok. So it's a TikTok about this woman who's talking about how there's a Hulu documentary coming out, um, a true crime one about her sister's brutal murder and death, and the family did not consent and was never approached by it. And it's uh, true crime strikes again. And I've talked about true crime before on this segment. We've, I've talked about true crime, the ethics of true crime a lot and have gotten a lot of pushback from people. It's like a really hard pill for people to swallow about this. And I think it's because if you're not actively involved in the true crime community, you kind of the way that you consume true crime, you assume everybody else consumes in that way. And it's kind of like oh, no, people don't do, like, that doesn't happen. That's not how, that's not what happens. And it's like, oh, no, that's wonderful that I, that's not your reaction and that's not how you treat this, but that doesn't mean that other people don't. The comment section of this TikTok is insane. Like, the shit that people have said everyone's asking what's about I want to watch it and it's like she's like I'm not I don't want to promote it I really don't want anyone to see it they're like I don't care I love murder I want to hear about it I want to see it I
0: I saw the TikTok but I didn't read the comment
1: someone said if someone chooses to watch it it doesn't make them a horrible person they just want to know what happened I can't wait to watch it can't wait to watch can't wait to
0: watch why would anyone comment anybody that has any amount of decency make these comments. Mm -hmm. They don't need consent if it's public record. Sorry that if that's rude,
1: but that is the truth. Yes, it is the truth. And that sucks. That doesn't mean that it's okay. No one's forcing you to watch it. What's it called? I want to watch it. I can't wait to see.
0: Fuck all those people.
1: Yep. It is absolutely absolutely wild. Like, even just goes to Hulu. Types in my Hulu. Can't wait for Hulu. I love Hulu. What's it called so I can watch it?
0: Has Hulu said anything?
1: No. But the thing that, like, is really frustrating is that the defense of this, of people consuming this, is victim-blaming. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, no, these documentaries need to exist and these things need to exist because it helps people not be in the situations and learn so they don't have that happen to them. That's victim-blaming if you have watched true crime for like so, if you've consumed yourself with like all of these horrible things for so long and you have not at all got into like the ethics of, or or even just like who the targets are, how they speak about women, all of that stuff. Like you have not been consciously and ethically consuming any true crime content. You've been consuming it as entertainment and being salacious. And as if like other people had to die to teach you a lesson. Like that is so self-righteous and incredibly fucked up. and like yeah, it sucks. And like people were giving her shit for being like, well, you shouldn't have made this video because now everybody's going to like try and find it. Now they're going to watch it. And she's like, no, I made this video because I think that people should know and understand that like everybody uses the defense of like, well, we're helping the families is what the families want. And she's like, and I'm letting you know that. No, this is not what these families want. Like we were not reached out about this. Like this is not something that we want to do and that we want. And so stop using that as a defense for why true crime is so great and all this content is so great. Like, just say for what it is, it's entertainment purposes. And like, stop trying to make you seem like this is something that you're doing that's helping people who have not asked for your help and explicitly have said that they don't want this. Mm -hmm. And then people just being so upset with like, so like, you're being so dumb, blah, blah, blah. So she specifically has a petition on change.org that we will link in the show notes for it to not be i think it's to not be released specifically i think also like not to get all industry of this but we were talking about this like off camera that like i think that people when we're trying to get this to be deterred and not continue doing these things it's focusing within the community first and the people who consume true crime um because we can't bank on massive capitalist organizations to have their number one priority be being ethical and like not like the 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 bottom line but nobody who's consuming it and watching it is being paid there is none of that aspect of it and like if the community themselves and the true crime community can self-police and be like you know what, we're not going to support this kind of stuff then those things will not get made and they will not get sold you know yeah it blows my mind and like that people can't fathom how they are victims of like the issues of true crime as well because like yeah you do view it like entertainment because that's how it has been packaged to you Mm -hmm. and then that is something you can unlearn like that's not that's not a personal fault of yours at all like it is consumed to be like candy and be addicting and salacious and like it is made in this way that's like incredibly racist and sexist and like just again like praise on like fear and all of this stuff like these natural human emotions and so you're you will react in that natural way that you're consuming it in the way they intend it to be consumed and until you stop consuming it, then you realize, oh, shit, this is horrible. You know? Yep. And again, everyone always asks if I have recommendations for ethical, true crime kind of content. Sarah Turney, uh, Voices for Justice. So Sarah is someone who, it, she's fantastic. She's great. She works with families, and she lost her sister and got her dad in jail, and I think that was fully convicted i'm not entirely sure but she used tiktok to kind of get her story out there of her sister's disappearance and her dad was finally charged with this and so she comes at every reporting in the way that she seeks out families and families seek her out who want her to get the story across or specifically missing people and if you want to watch something because you're saying that you care about helping people this is it and if this does not interest you you are not interested in helping people yeah that's a good one. Yeah, And if any of your true cri- favorite true crimes that you want to be like, no, this true crime podcast is great. If they sell any merch or have any photos of them posing with knives or like yay murder or anything that is like remotely in that realm. They are not ethically great. And this is coming from someone who used to listen to podcasts like this. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's very easy to quit. <laughs> Once you're done, you're fucking done. It makes you feel s- dumb. Yeah. And... It's like you fall for it. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you fall for how they want you to fall. And I think of myself as a very like critical thinking person. And I'm like, God damn it. I fell into this trap of this kind of content that.
0: Yeah. Because I remember you telling me to listen to one specifically. Mm -hmm. And I listened to it and I didn't like it because it seemed like they were making jokes out of Mm -hmm. it. And I was just like, oh, and then, I know you don't listen to it anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that was also, like, that side of my brain that was, like, I don't like when these things are so serious. Like, I don't like when they tell it in a way that, like, makes me scared and is, like, so dark because then that's just, like, so sad. And I was, like, Megan, it is sad. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be these, like, entertaining, like, wow, I just, this is so riveting and, like, this is, like, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, right there in it. This is so, no. Like, it should be boring. It should be incredibly
0: boring and it should be really sad. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mine is kind of in the same vein as in this is something that I've talked about before. And so I said a couple of weeks ago about how like reality stars or anybody in the public light shouldn't run for office. Mm-hmm. Still stand by that. You haven't made an exception for this person. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is uh, someone from my hometown of Springdale, Arkansas. They specifically live in Tawnytown, which is out of Springdale, outside of Springdale. I mean, they were a politician before they were on reality TV,
1: mm.
0: and then they left. I mean, they didn't leave; they lost. So this person, um, you may have heard of the Duggars, specifically Jim Bob Duggar. I I can't. So I remember back in when I was in high school, and I was driving to school, and. There was a huge billboard with all these children on it holding violins, I believe, or some type of orchestra instruments. And when I say huge, I mean, you take a regular billboard and you double it in size, and this was their whole billboard, and it had all well, of how them on fit it them all, yeah, it <laughs> wasn't. I don't believe there were twenty at that time. Mm. But it was a lot of fucking amount of them, and they were, they had instruments, and it was like running for something. And I was like, this is weird. And then I kept getting like flyers about it in the mail, and I was like, these people seem strange. And I remember my friends talking about it, and they were all like, yeah, like they knew them, and Mm -hmm. they were talking about how weird they were.
1: Oh my God. And
0: these friends, like at the time, I didn't know this, but they are. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have been friends with them at that time, but and because I lived in Arkansas, they were Republicans. Like, and they did like the numbers. <laughs> Common like, ground. I know they're like the, these people are so weird. And he won that election, and now he's running again for Senate.
1: I don't think they have a publicist because I think this is such poor timing. How is he going to answer questions about his, his son? son abusing his daughters? Right.
0: And the quote that he said when all this stuff came out as far was like, even though we would never choose to go through something so terrible, each one of our family members drew closer to God. We pray that as people watch our lives, they see that we are not a perfect family. We have challenges and struggles every day.
1: I'm sorry, Jim Bob. No one has ever looked at you and your family and said, this is some perfect people. This is what I want. We're just like you. Mm-hmm. Don't say they, you no, are. No, we no. are not the same. No. I fucking hate them.
0: Like, yeah. I hate them. So, they're a lot of fundamentalists. Well, like, there was at this one point, what's his name? Huckabee, Mike Huckabee, mm-hmm. Sarah Huckabee's father, oh, who yeah. she's also running for governor of Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. But Mike Huckabee used to have this thing in Arkansas where he would have. These commercials on TV talking about like a divine marriage or something like that, where it was like your marriage, that regular marriage you have isn't enough. And this is when LGBTQ rights, like pe- a lot of people were speaking mm-hmm. out, and like gay marriage was like an, something that yeah. was on the table. And which is weird now to think that that wasn't legal. I know. <laughs> and like this is recent, yeah. that is legal. But he had this thing where like they're going to come in and ruin what the union of marriage is. And so you have the to duckers? come No, like
1: they sinners. as in
0: yes, sinners oh, okay, okay, are okay. ruining marriage. And so um, you have to come and like have your marriage like redone essentially. And like he would have these conventions that he would advertise on TV. And from made, having conventions. And that's the thing. Well it was him and his wife that were putting it oh. on because it was about the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. And, like, even my friends, Republican friends, hated it, too. So I'm just like, who who's voting for these people? Is Mike Huckabee a fundamentalist? Yes. I just love the
1: term fundy. <laughs> I just, like, love that. There's this YouTuber who does fundy Fridays where mm-hmm. like, does, like, videos unpacking all of that stuff. I mean, hey, at least people always say, the right and the left, we need to find some common ground. And I guess that common ground is fuck the Duggars.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, fuck the Duggars and fuck fundamentalists. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. I don't even think I ever told you the email to submit, but I'm gonna tell you now. If you want to submit your quandary, your situation, your life thingy that's happening, and you want to know if you were right or wrong, send us an email with everything that you have to say. But that everything has to be under 250 words, or you will get yelled at. So send it to but am I wrongpod at gmail.com. Write it down read it out loud. Much like Don't Blame Me where we tell you to like write it down, like practice. Mm-hmm. Similarly. Well, you have
0: to write this down.
1: You have to write this down, <laughs> but like please read it aloud. Please, so like, Yes. We gave the Kayla-Amy mm-hmm. friend trio a diamond. Yeah. That was beautifully
0: done. By an 18-year-old.
1: Yeah. Look at you 30-year-old slacking. <laughs> Fucking slacking. Go follow our socials. We will have the voting up there. This episode, if you're listening on the day it drops, it's on a Thursday. And we will have the voting on Friday. It'll be available for 24 hours on our Instagram highlights. Go check it out. And then go vote. And you can also slide into our DMs and let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about on these episodes. And if you're listening this far, go comment on the Instagram, the last post, your favorite fundamentalist. No, no comment God, your dugger
0: no. name. No, no no Mm -hmm. comment comment how to make your mother-in-law uncomfortable (gasps) good call that's gonna be a
1: fun one to read my socials will be listed down below go follow me follow my youtube channel buy my book buy my presets what would you like to promote
0: follow me on the instagram
1: buy her massage chair yes (laughs) buy my
0: massage chair buy my bar stools buy this exercise bike and then we will circle circle back. back goodbye bye But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.